across the stacks. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Welcome to a special small screen streaming episode of season three of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up and let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Wolfman Sean, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. You bastard, I was going to do that. What up, yo? (laughs) Eddie? I do hope my attendance delights you. And Brandon. Well, I was just going to, woo, so that's me. That was nice. Uh, Eddie, go ahead. (laughs) Before we dive into season four of our podcast with a new format and many more of our favorite films, we're going to bring you a new release as we finish out 2022. Come January, the hosts will be diving in a new selection of hand-cultivated films well-suited for our audience. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film, or in this case, a special we've just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie or series based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being the perfect film that you can watch at Stone Cold Sober, and five being the sort of film that makes you want to be shot by your own hand, bow, and arrow device like the fool you are. (laughs) <laughs> or get or, what movie do we have or, wait, 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 wait. About, or actually get you know like you know fucked up by man thing and shit i mean that was pretty fucking well crazy. i was thinking about the electrical tentacles but i thought uh, there's nothing more humiliating than getting getting than getting shot with an arrow <laughs> from your own device attached to your own hand that was <laughs> severed mere moments before i that mean I think, yeah I think that's pretty embarrassing well, I mean, literally, and then you see it right, right through his mouth. I mean, it was a perfect shot. She, yeah, I mean, she it was, did good. It was just right well, can we talk about what movie yeah. we're doing tonight? It's hey, a lot of mouth bullshit. Brandon, yeah. what what movie do we have coming out of the well, darkness up, this evening? Take forever, bro. Well, tonight we have 2022's Marvel Halloween special, Werewolf by Night. On a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding Bloodstone Temple, following the death of their leader. In a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life, the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. Inspired by horror films of the 1930s and 40s, the chilling special aims to evoke a sense of dread and macabre with plenty of suspense and scares along the way as we explore a new corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The special stars a virtually unknown cast, except for Gael Garcia Bernal, who is fucking amazing, and represents Michael, as Sean would fucking say, Giashishanio's directorial debut. And by the way, I just want to go ahead and take a second and say that that summary right there was very, about very as hard. long as the actual movie was. So, <laughs> can I can I ask you a question well though? Why did you change the word? Why did you change the word "but for" and and put your own spin on that? "But for" is a very good. <clears throat> but for is a very good turn of phrase that is I actually like Brandon's. Fuck you, Ed. Thank you. Okay, there's another. He's he sound, that's a writer right there. He's like, why are you yeah. changing my shit? That's my fucking words I right there. Why are you changing my shit? No, you did he, not improve upon it. It's you, actually you copied and pasted it's, it's actually, it well. No, no. I, I what was that? What was that word? Macabre. 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 Yeah. Is that a real word? Yeah. Yeah. Macabre. It's a really good word. Yeah. 
Hey, listeners, definition of origin, listeners, I, listeners, every go, time, er, listeners, every time you hear that word macabre, take a drink. I'm going to go ahead and say this to start us off. Okay, hold on. I just want to start. I want to say this. Why did we have the Eternals, She-Hulk, Multiverse of Madness, uh, pick any movie since No Way Home or series or anything since No Way Home? They should have eliminated all of that and just had 10 episodes of this show because this was, I think, a triumph of Marvel Cinema. I really do. I think this was fantastic. I feel like this was one of the best things I've seen from Phase 4. It was just, I couldn't believe right off the bat, I mean, the way it brought it out with, like, the whole monster, like, you know, vibe and the whole, like, you know, universal horror vibe. Michael Giacano, he's a fucking force to be reckoned with. I mean this in a way because he's, like, one of the greatest composers out there. This was a great, great debut. I will agree with it. that. Yes, I will agree with that. Oh, um, shit. I thought you were going to be an anti- oh. No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, well, I'm anti some of what you guys have said, but we'll, we'll get into it. Listen, uh, oh, I, okay, I was okay. not, I was not well, expecting I mean, this to, no, shut up, Ed. I was not expecting this to be a Marvel. Yeah. So when all of a sudden I got the Marvel show up, I said, fuck them. They did it to me again. They got me to watch another fucking Marvel thing <laughs> and they tricked me into it. And that being said, uh, I, do, I do have some serious, uh, not even reservations, just uh, frustrations, but uh, Michael sure. Giacchino is a god dang, uh, you, you said it, force to be reckoned with after seeing his direction. And I got to be honest, I was I was putting this movie and the direction of this movie under a microscope because I wanted to see how, you know, a composer, which you don't really hear composers turning into directors. You don't know, hear Hans Zimmer. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to direct the new Jurassic Park. But what you get is uh, <laughs> some genius, <Not> yet. <laughs> genius classic cinema. That's what I thought. So. Um, yes, and yeah. Chichino, um, not so much to Marvel and what they end up turning this into. So, Brandon, I love everything you said. Yes, to Chichino, is that his name? Michael Chichino? really know. Chichino? Cappuccino? I don't Chichano? know. I think he actually got yeah. it right there. This Chichano. is his first movie? This is this is the first. So he's a composer. He composed yeah. Lost, Star Trek, half the MCU. Star Wars. He's brilliant. Never Star Wars. Yeah. Up. Never. Yeah, the new Star Wars. But he never did um, <clears throat> Rogue One. He did Rogue One. He never did yeah, uh, any directing. So this is his directorial debut. So I had no idea that this was Marvel Universe until I saw Marvel Universe. <laughs> like yeah. I was just like, oh. Yeah. This is in the same universe. Like I, I, at first I was like, oh, we're just going to watch a werewolf movie. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. This is supposedly in the same time frame of this in a weird way. So that was interesting. The, it blew my mind a little bit. I, I, wasn't, I don't follow this part of the Marvel Universe uh, over the comments. So I stopped a little bit while back. Um, so this was interesting. I was reading about like, you know, what was the whole point of this, you know, and I think it's supposed to be like introducing like kind of like the adventures of the underground world with it's called the Midnight Suns. And it's actually has to be, you know, featuring Bloodstone and Ghost Rider and Man-Thing and even Blade. But if this is where the if MCEU is going and going to this direction, I'm fucking for it, man, because this was the most this is probably one of the best things I've seen from MCU. The vibe I got, like, uh, when I watched Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. You know, the excitement, like, holy shit, what am I watching here? This is fucking great. What do you guys yeah. think? Bre- Brandon, so, yeah. I, so uh, I, I think that I'm, I'm speaking for all of our listeners who are not Marvel fanatics like you guys are. So I do have – it's a two-part question. So if you guys could help fill me in briefly. Um, 
once a question once more of just like a background so what was the the tv show with uh with uh oscar isaacs it was moon night night moon moon night yeah okay moon night moon okay yeah this, is this do you think is this going to tie into that because that was more of a supernatural thing wasn't it like he was a mummy He's supposed to be part of the Midnight Suns. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at Phase Four generally, Brandon, Phase Four has been focused on a lot of uh, a lot of more magic versus the stones, the Infinity Stone saga, right? So you've got Wanda's magic, you've got the Sorcerer Supreme's magic, you've got the spell from No Way Home that almost brought people through the multiverse. You've got the multiverse itself, and and America Chavez going through the multiverse with some sort of magic, and now you have the bloodstone magic which looks eerily like um which it looks eerily like the magic from wanda from from her you know her, her fingers what you also have coming up is agatha uh, uh harkness uh which is a, a spin-off of the wandavision television show where they bring in more of the occult more of the the magic elements of the mcu so i do think that this movie or this show this special is is kind of opening a wider door in a way that mm-hmm. a lot of the movies introduced Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. This is reaffirming uh, the, that magic is part of the MCU and that it's going to be its own little pocket within the MCU. Okay, so that then then that leads my second question, um, and this is I guess more of maybe you, well it's maybe it's more just knowledge, but is you know the Avengers are the Avengers are they going to be wrapped up in the same magical? monster no storyline so it's just going to be separate i do not i do not believe so Uh, yeah i think this is like what jeremy said earlier i think this is going to be street level uh underground this is going to be like i love the idea of a cabal Mm -hmm. of monster hunters out there because then you can bring in that you can bring in this whole concept of them chasing blade them chasing uh, uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider. Like Ghost Rider. You yeah. can have them even chasing Moon Knight, because all of these all of these characters deal with more fundamental Earth based darkness problems, and not like this this magical. You know, no, no, magical is the wrong word, but uh, inner uh, outer space stuff like yeah. like like Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, there's no there's no outwardly threat. They're dealing with on world threats okay so let me talk about avengers are more you know saving the earth Mm -hmm. so i want to i want to talk about the uh, just the way how this movie started off you know and it's a very short film i didn't expect it to be this short by the way but the opening sequence didn't have like a didn't even remind you of that like a vincent price vibe like you know like the the house on the haunted hill or something like that and it just it was just a great setup of you know, it just got to the chase. It didn't fuck around. See, it just got to exactly what you need to know and everything. So it, it, Brandon, Brandon, stop. Um, so, bro, a hundred percent. Like I was thinking the same thing. Like it, the vibes of this movie for the beginning, the vibe of the the movie was truly amazing. Something I haven't seen in a while. It got all the old thrills of a, of a Dracula, Frankenstein. Just yeah. like something that I feel like it was just, it was like, ooh, like this is. And it was very dark. Like some of the, I was like, is this, this is Disney? Like I, it, it made me surprised. I was like, Ooh, Disney's throwing a little darker right now. I wasn't expecting that. Brandon, what do you think? Uh, so uh, I was watching this and in the first three minutes, I was about to text you guys and be like, Sean, you're probably like drooling over this because this is Agatha Christie all over the place. Right. Where they're, you know, people who are, you oh. know, don't know each other are invited in. So yes, I got the, I got the, you know, the classic, um, universal monster feel which obviously we're supposed to get 
But for me, it was that Agatha Christie mystery um, that I really loved. And and that's actually one of my frustrations. That's what I that's what I loved about it. It was, mm-hmm. you know, oh, these 12 people are in a room and you don't know what these 12 people are doing. And they're brought here for a secret purpose. And we're going to unfold that purpose as we come, you know, as we as we expand our way through the story. And not only that is you're going to get the intro uh, intricacies of every character. I wish that we had another maybe 15 or 20 minutes of this movie because mm-hmm. I would have really liked to know a little bit more about all the fighters in the in the uh, let's call it the Metrodome of, of monsters. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I would really like yeah. to know kind of the history. Like they said, the guy had 30 kills, 23 kills, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I think that I would like to know a little bit more. I would like to a little bit know, know more about the cabal before the cabal, you know, passed on from the original yeah. Bloodstone owner. I, that kind of stuff to me is super uh, intriguing. And once <laughs> again, this story sets up, like I want to know more about the universe. I want to know yeah. more about what they just showed me. That was the downfall of that. Cause I was just like, I was lost a little bit. It was like, okay, did I miss a movie? Like I would make me think like, where, where am I jumping on the universe of this? I was like, what's the cabal 30 kills, uh, 25 kills. Who's these monsters on the, on the shelf? Like they all look pretty badass. I was like monster squad. And like, the, it was a weird little game of Thrones, uh, more like the, the Hunger Games, but it was weird. It was it was like they go hunting for monsters, and I liked the idea of this. And I was wondering exactly what Sean was saying. It's like, well, like who are all the killers? I want everyone to introduce themselves. Yeah, they they didn't even they didn't even tell us what they were doing. They said, "Okay, yeah, so you're, I you're like go that. first. Go." Oh, <laughs> and that yeah, that's something I really liked. Exactly. I think it was fucking great how they did yeah. that, dude. Yeah. And I, I, I love and I have to say this, uh, spoiler alerts obviously because we've, you know, we're going to spoil this episode uh this the show, but I really loved first of all, Gail Garcia, what's his name? Gael Garcia Bernal. Gail, Gail Garcia. Garcia Bernal. Mm-hmm. I think is I've seen him now in like four or five things. I think he's a magnificent actor. And Jack Russell. I really love his makeup, his like it was subtle, it was it was uh, the little white streaks on his face, it brought out something about his character that I thought were just phenomenal. And then to have the twist that he is a monster hunting monster, you know, not really hunting monsters, but trying to protect his friend, Ted. I think that whole concept was absolutely magnificent. I got two things here, guys. One, normally you would see that part right there and you'd be like, oh, get the fuck out of here. You guys are best friends. But I love their friendship. I believe their friendship. <laughs> there was just like, oh, my God. Like, they, you've known each other. The adventures of Jack and Ted, Theodore. <laughs> I mean, it's the greatest thing ever. Like, and it was done so well. And man, thing looks so fucking amazing. The second thing I want to talk about. Okay, so that whole thing where, like, you know, the guy that was buried and they did the whole kind of like, you know, where the guy does the whole introduction, like, hi, I've lived yeah. years. I think, I mean, is it not a cool way to fucking like go out and just like, you know, be buried? Did like it work or did it not? Did it work? Did it, it work? So it, I, clearly, great. me and Jeremy think it's the best thing in the world, but with you guys are a little more skeptical. I'll Eddie, be, come on, guys, I will be rotting for you. I mean, I laughed my ass off under her that. <laughs> I, I feel like this is one of those movies that, it, I mean, it happened so fast. I have to rewatch it. Like, it, there's so many little things. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was watching, and I was like, "This was like, it was funny." And I, I caught the joke like five minutes later, and I was just like, "Oh, we're we're diving right into the, we're, we're it's his turn. Okay, he's up now." Like, <laughs> I, I feel like listeners, if they watch this movie, just be a heads up for me personally. You might be a little lost, but just roll with it. Like. 
I think it for worked, sure. but I was not ready for it. It's a fun roller coaster when you think about it. Yeah. Like you have no idea yeah. what you're going into, well, it but it's fun. It's, it's like yeah. you don't know if it's a comedy or if it's, yeah, sorry, Brian, go ahead. No, I was just going to it thrusts you right in there. And, and uh, a minute ago, you, you were talking about, you know, you wanted a little bit more backstory and you wanted a little bit more setup. And I actually really appreciated the fact that we didn't have the setup. I thought that storytelling wise, just jumping us in there, especially with the fact that it's a 56 minute runtime or whatever it is. It really works. I, I think that it hits the ground running. It makes us feel this mystery. Like it creates a mystery, even though it already was the mystery. Um, but then the cinematography, and, and I think Jeremy is the only one that probably would appreciate this movie. Um, but Sin City, did you get a Sin City vibe of the cinematography? I just felt Sin City all the way through, um, which is another movie to me that is it's style over content, which is good to an extent for me. So have you seen have you seen the OG Dracula or the oh, OG yeah. horror oh, yeah. the horror movies? Right. I mean this was this 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 was it. very much it was Maltese Falcon mm-hmm. which I think is Sin City same concept but it's it's this grimy underworld that nobody knows about that's being revealed. I think that's what you're feeling for yes. sure. But it's the little other things that you like, you know, the the cigarette burns on the on the on the edge of the screen where you have that vibe yes, where it's pops. like you're watching an old film. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go to the end of it. The werewolf transformation, right? It's one of the best transformations I see because it's actually using old Hollywood trick, right? You don't see the CGI bullshit when not you're seeing the shadow in like from like the strobe light of what the horror is happening, mm-hmm. and it was fucking great, yo. I mean, tr- I'm. I was so excited. I'm like, I'm loving this. Everything, the whole part that the last 30 minutes of this film, I was eating it. I was like, oh my god, this is fucking great, guys. Mm-hmm. I agree, Brandon. You, I know you're you're really big on uh, character development. You don't feel like there, you didn't lack that any bit of that a little bit. So with like uh, the what's the female in the in the show? Oh, like his, she's oh, like she Jack was Russell's great. Friend. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I wanted more of her. I, have, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have no idea who, why is she like kicking ass and like where does she come that from? That girl can do. She was his daughter. Jumps. She was the Bloodstone daughter. Yeah. So she, she was, was the, the guy who the guy who died at the at the very beginning, the leader of the Bloodstone cult. I don't know, whatever cabal. It was his daughter. So he, and she had uh, for forwent right. her training. Yeah, and she fucking didn't need training because she, she was jumping around like a motherfucker. And God damn it! Yeah. So I I, I loved her character. So you talked about character development and this is, it wasn't so much character development. I'll I'll tell you what, what pissed me off about this movie. And it happened about uh, 30 minutes in is that it set it up beautifully. This mystery, this, this beautiful homage to old cinema, to classic horror cinema. And then it, it says, Ooh, we're going to take the tone and we're going to make it this lighthearted jokey thing between Ted and Jack. And I'm like, Oh, we ruined it. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been friends, but these, these kind of corny, bad jokes. I know that you guys appreciate it because you love Marvel and this is what Marvel does. I wanted not something. I I didn't want universal, but what I did want is I wanted something that was a little bit more consistent. Like the ending, like when they're sitting there at the campfire to me, that, was terrible. It was, it was terrible. Amazing. Oh, it was oh, amazing. It was so bad. That was, was great. That was so, great. You know, see, I love that I'm going to say this. I loved how they went, how you went from like, for the, I think it was 20 minutes almost to the dot until that hand went on his Jack's shoulder out of the, out of the, out of the bush. Yeah, right. Yeah. And for 20 fucking minutes, I'm like on the edge of my seat, not knowing what's going on. Oh my God. There's a monster. There's a monster. And then the look on his face, I'm like, he knows this motherfucker. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you have this lighthearted, funny, like, okay, I'm going to get you out of here, buddy. This is not a 
death and murder movie. This is a, a, a like friendship, friendship movie, escape yeah. movie. Rescue. Yeah. But then, but then the movie goes a hundred percent the other way and goes into right back, right back into suspense when Jack gets captured and he's in the thing and he's like, Oh, don't worry about it. It's five days to the full moon. Oh fuck. The bloodstone can change you. And so <laughs> like all of a sudden it just like, Oh shit. Like, and then you have the anticipation of him becoming wolf, the wolf man, which yeah. I will say a hundred percent of the time, this is the most disappointing part of the movie. <clears throat> When the creature or when the man becomes a creature or when the woman becomes a creature in this one, I'm with Jeremy. It was flawless transformation. Yeah. I loved how they did it with the strobe light. I love how you didn't get a full view of him. You still really didn't get a full view of him at at all. No, he didn't. Brandon, we talked off mic last week and you said that Wolfman, uh, the universal horror movies is one of your favorite ones out of all the bunch. Didn't you get the vibe that it had that Lou, um, that Lou was the guy, Lou Chaney, the new chance guy. Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Didn't you get the kind of vibe of like how the werewolf was, was designed like that? It oh yeah. Oh, the, great. the design mint, was it beautiful. It looked exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Design was flawless. Design was beautiful. I love the, the I'm sorry. I love the relationship between Ted and uh, what's her name? Elsa. You know, it was like, hey, we both come from cursed families in a lot of ways when you think about it. They both have these things that they're trying to figure out and actually get to that next step, saving his friend, saving, like, you know, what, you know, her legacy and everything like that. But I love the fact that they were able to actually have this little connection here, but they didn't go over crazy. They didn't dramatically you know, do anything crazy, you know, like go above and beyond on that. It felt right. What they, they didn't had. marvel it. Well, <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, I, I agree yeah. with that. They didn't. Yeah, no, I think, Jerry, I took from that, too, is that they didn't try to force a love story on us. I'm so happy that they didn't do that. This relationship was just like this mutual, hey, I'm going to help you get the bloodstone, and I'm gonna, you're going to help you get out, and everybody's happy at the end. And I really did appreciate that because I thought, great. Now, of course, if they make a sequel, which oh. they're going to make a sequel, there's going to be some kind of love relationship. Oh, I, I hope I, so. I don't think they need to, man. <laughs> they don't I think, need to. I, and I'll tell you this much. You said that you had like this uh, Sin City vibe. Mm-hmm. This whole part, the last part, I thought I had a Kill Bill vibe when they actually do black and white. And it was just like fucking mayhem blood and everything like that. Yes. And I thought it was a great choice to keep this thing black and white because this thing for a Disney Plus the Disney series, yeah. this was fucking bloody. Oh, the, the one scene, yeah. the one shot where you got it. the blood dripping down the camera and it, it obscures everything on oh. the lower half of that lens. Dude, it was perfectly done. How perfect, guys, was that shot where the camera was zooming into the hallway and it was just mayhem in that Warm hallway and that. the door was closing in the background, right? Yeah, oh, oh, and oh, that, and, fuck, and the little dude. sparkler, the sparkler was going off, the little, the little, um, like the the pokey pole that electrocuted oh, him was just going off, and Dude, I'm telling you the I cinematography. <laughs> but the cinematography was yes. I could see why Michael, whatever we want to call his last name, why he chose to do this type of film because it's all about music. You could look at the particular scene. And you could see him like going, okay, I see a jump scare here and here's what I want it to look like from this perspective. I want the music to swell and do this and that because the music was really subtle and very old, very old feeling. Very. It was wonderful. Yes. So also Disney uh, being black and white, I think that allowed Disney to, to – you don't see blood, but you get the idea of blood, right? Because a lot of black and white, it covers it up a lot. and That, that brings down the ratings if you don't actually see the blood. Um, I like also, I mean, we talked about the underworld, but this does open up Blade. Everyone knows Blade's coming. Are we going to remake Blade? They're talking about, I read a lot with this guy. Uh, there has been push with, or is Blade, he toyed around with the idea of Blade doing a cameo 
I'm happy he didn't, but part two, I could see it happening. Um, well, and Blade is going to be played wonderfully by the Martial Mar- Marsh. He's like one of the greatest actors. I mean, of the generation, he's fantastic. I'm really, but Mahershala. what I just Mahershala. read is that they're actually Mahershala. Excuse Mahershala. me. Okay. Yeah. We've stopped production of that movie as a response to this special. And they're redoing They're They're spending more time and redoing the movie. Well, didn't um, they do the director actually the crossover? They lost that- the, they lost the director. I bet you money Michael Guccino steps into that. Oh, dude, I bet you he, money. I hope so. He needs to go and do more things. I'm fucking excited for this guy. I'm just going to say, you know, when you see an actor and he's like good looking and yeah, he can sing. You got a, a, one of the best composers out there. I mean, he fucking did up one of the best like scores of all time, yeah. I think. Yeah. And yeah. this guy is has a natural talent. You saw it there in 55 minutes, 58 minutes. It's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that one of the things that I do love about uh, the story, uh, but I really didn't much, I don't know, much care for in the film. So th- I thought the story of having all these people going after the monster was really cool, but I felt cheated that I didn't get to see these uh, wonderful hunters really hunt. Yes. I felt like they were yeah. a little obtuse well, we and they attacked each other r- versus. Right. Well, we you really, got the, the girl well, we in really white. The girl in white. Oh, yeah. I guess we get her. Yeah, Asia, I was thinking the, the, the arrow guy and we got Burly Man, right? Those are the two that I kind of stand also, out. Yeah. And, yeah. This guy. Yeah. But we kind of lost all of them. I mean, all these great hunters are now dead and we didn't really get to see them in their prime or do anything. And it kind of, I think that part suffered because of the runtime. I think another, like I said, another 15 minutes, maybe we could have seen a little bit more of that, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the movie would have been helped by it. I just think I would have liked to see it because I'm selfish and I want to see him, you know, yeah. maybe a director's cut or something like that. Well, but honestly, I, think, I didn't think that hurt the movie at all. In fact, it's just like, it oh, the whatever, movie. you know, with them, but I do, I understand what you're saying. Marvel did something really cool. Um, when they were building the, the infinity saga and they did a one shot where it was just like a 15 minute offshoot of, uh, the Mandarin or, um, uh, agent Carter, or they did a bunch of different ones. Um, and I think that I would like to, I would, I would like Michael to do a little 15 minute one shot on, you know, the bloodstone family or, you know, yeah. whatever it is, just like that would it, it would serve it well. Another fifteen minutes of just story, I think people would eat it up. I, I really do. Yeah. Was well, there anything you, afterwards? There was a, a in that's the Marvel. Was there anything after I, that? I after waited. This movie ended. I waited. You know no. Yeah, I didn't even wait. I mean, think about that. Well, what you saw in the end was kind of like that whole Wizard of, Wizard of Oz, you know, uh, going from black and white to Technicolor, you know, and it kind of has like this whole thing where it's like. The past is from the 1930s, and somehow it does it really well. Where the future is now in color, which it goes into like the 1970s in a way, because that's when like the first introduction of it. So I think it, it shows like it's going to another direction of what this the story is going to take place and what it's going to actually bring into the MCU. Oh, Jared, that pissed me off so much when we turned to color. I didn't want that, and so um, I literally, wow. literally, I have a note about how that was the most disappointing part. Come that on, me it's. Off. Oh, it's it pissed the me best off. Part. It's the tip to the head oh, to the, 30s, no. to the, the is, 1930s. Come by on. By the way, I think that, trust me, I, my score is not going to be as bad as you guys think it's going to be, but that's because to <clears> me, <throat> this was on the on the way, it was on the path to uh, a point one six for Jared. This was, this was on the way for that first 20 <laughs> minutes 
for beautiful scoring. I loved it, but man, it fell off. It was oh, and I loved how the bloodstone was all red. Yes, and the I did was love that. Yes. I mean, yes. God, that was cool. Brandon, how can you miss the the red? The blood bloodstone was red. Oh, I love it. And the, the thought of like you know Wizard of Oz, the the red slippers and everything like that. Come on, if I just didn't want to see it. I just it, didn't want to see perfect, it. Yo. Yeah, you just didn't want to see it. Okay, I just didn't want to see it. That brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time on the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, can you provide the scale, please? Yes, I can. Uh, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Uh, one, a filled your first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're gonna Uber or lifting home. Uh, four, rough morning walk of shame, or five, blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with Brandon. Okay, so uh, I do appreciate you starting with me. Thanks, Ed. So yeah, I, uh, yep. I I'm I'm hard on this one uh, because I saw the promise to me, and I'm talking about like this stood out in the first you know fifteen twenty minutes as a movie that I couldn't blink because I didn't want to lose uh, you know the split millisecond of watching this film. I loved the cinematography. I loved the nods to the classic horror films or just horror or just films in general. Like you were talking about, you know, the uh, the the hard-boiled detective, you know, Maltese Falcon, absolutely everything about classic cinema. Michael Giacchano, Michael Mike G captured and captured it so beautifully the <laughs> just the the shots the 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 direction the G, was man. beautiful um uh gail garcia barnell uh he is to me I, he's an actor that i love i i, I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite movies ever it does not belong in the in the in the happy go lucky watching but uh it's a morris peros which is uh a, a spanish film it's a mexican film that is to me one of the highlights of just cinema in general um, he's great. When I saw that he was in it, I was excited. When I saw what this was kind of throwing us into, I loved it. And then we got this buddy comedy that to me took away what I was excited about. I can get over the buddy comedy, but what I can't get over is that last three minutes, Jared. I know you're going to hate me for it, but I loved everything. I could deal <laughs> with other things, right? You, you, Sean, you were talking about how we jump back into the fighting. Um, and you know, as the door is slowly closing, that to me is cinema masterpiece. This could have been Ugh. a near zero. This could have been a near zero. But for me, and you guys talked me down a little bit, so I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to give this a 1.75. Okay. I think that it, it was better than an average. It could have been literally in that in that point something stage. So uh Jer, I'm gonna throw it over to you. I, I said earlier in this episode that uh that this is probably the best thing that I've seen on uh on uh phase four for MCU, but I have to say this is probably one of the best things I've seen from Marvel since uh Gardens of Galaxy, and it's the surprise of it that I was not expecting uh, what I was coming into and what I got out of watching this. I mean, the design, the production, the effects, the cinematography, I mean, it was seriously one of the best things I've seen all year, and I just loved it. Michael uh, Giacano or Giacaco, or whatever your name is, uh, dude, you are a fucking legend. Like, wherever you go, like, people should just buy you drinks for the rest of your life because you are a fucking, like, just a rock star, yo. I love this fucking movie. I can watch it anytime. I know it's short, and that's just going to give it, like, you know, a little deduction with my score. That's just me being selfish and shit, you know? But this is seriously, yo, I'm going to give this a, a .75. I love this thing so much. Listeners, if you get a chance, watch it because it is... One of the best things that I've seen for Marvel, but it's such a great thing for Halloween time where you can watch it every year and just have a good time with it. That's a good review. That's a good review. Eddie, I'm going to go to you, bro. I was not expecting anything coming in this movie, and it definitely blew me away with 
everything about the movie. It was very short than I wanted to, but I also liked it at the same time. It was just like a nice little entry level of the <laughs> yeah. next phases. Um, and it brought open a whole, it brought open, I didn't think Marvel to do this. I didn't like the path that they're going down with this other phase. So this made me hope for like, okay, there's another side to Marvel that I'm really hopeful. And it's, it's, it's a dirty shadow in the streets. Like there's monsters, demons, vampires, werewolves, like that was cool. I never thought about that. Like I never understood that van, uh, that Blade was somehow in the same universe as Iron Man. Who invited all the monsters, uh, hunters? That was my thing. Like, did he know there was a werewolf there outside of the uh, Ted? Like, possibly, and that makes me think because you just bring only one monster, and I feel like that's the whole game of monster hunters. So I don't know. It makes me think he was he was hinting that he was going to die by a werewolf, and then he died by a werewolf. So I need to go back. I also want to. It makes me want to dive into the comics a little bit with this, uh, and it feels like I've missed a whole part of the Marvel universe. Uh, you know, that I need to catch up on. I really think this is way above average of a average movie. Too short, but it was also a lot of it. I enjoyed the black and white. I didn't have an issue at the very end of the color. Uh, Michael G, you're amazing. I will watch the next movie that you make. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of uh, Brandon's score of a 1.75. I think that's a good score for this movie. Um, that's where I'm going to go. I'm almost at two drinks, but right below it. Sean? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, I, I think my nostalgia and my love of old movies is going to cloud my score. Because uh, to me, this is a, this is as near perfect of a reproduction of that era of film as you you're gonna get. Um, I'm gonna give it a point five, but I'm gonna explain why. Um, number one, I think the story was absolutely flawless. It was short. It was to the point. It was you know like it or, or not like it. It was there was not much fat on it. Very lean story. Number two is I thought the effects, the special effects did not overwhelm as they can do in a Marvel movie, overwhelm that story. Number three, the use of practical effects, especially with with the uh, wolf uh, transformation, I think was the best since, you know, oh gosh, since since Lon Chaney. I mean, if you look at what they've tried to do, Benicio Del Toro tried to do a werewolf movie, I think called Wolfman with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even Harry Potter had a bad transformation of a wolf. Um, uh, Harry, uh, a wolf man. American Werewolf in London was probably the last one I remember that was really good. Yeah, actually, and, it, and that was that was good because it was revolutionary, but it still wasn't yeah. like I mean by today's standard, this was just perfect. It was just perfect. The cinematography, the fighting, the the closing door scene alone is to me one of the most iconic uh, scenes you can get. The lighting of the show, the acting, everything about it was wonderful. Everything about it just hit all the sweet notes for me and none of the sour. I I really searched for, for something to complain about. And the truth is, give me this. Give me only this. Give me this 10 times. I'll watch this for the next 25 years. Uh, you know, give me five more episodes of, of Frankenstein <laughs> and Blade and Wool. You know, just give me this universe. I, I want this universe. So for me, it's a point five. Nice. Eddie, when you take those scores, uh, combine them by four. Uh, I'm sorry, combine all the scores and divide by four. What does Werewolf by Night get an average rating of? It, yeah, it gives us an average rating of 1.1875. That's 1.1875 seems like a pretty damn good score. Jeremiah, where does wow. that put us on the, mo- on the movies? Uh, list probably of movies right about where it should be, right? Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> 
It actually ties with one of our uh, favorites, actually, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Same score, oh, okay. actually. So good. Uh, and so, bad. And yeah, so I think it it's was a good also spot. So ugly. Um, it's so ugly. Um, think about it. It's it's tied with good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, what's better than it? Well, what, what's better? It's better than Alien. It's better than American Graffiti. It's better than Inglorious Bastards, uh, Psycho, Silence of the Lambs. So it has a good thing ooh, right ooh. there. No, it's not a better than How much better than Psycho? It's not better than Psycho. It's higher than it. Uh, Jaws is higher than this. Breakfast Club, Shiny, Gladiator, Home Alone. I mean, yeah. you know, okay. Spider Man No Way uh, Home. It's where it should I'm, be. I'm going to say for, I know it's a 58 minute entry, but it, it really does pack a, a really wonderful punch. So I think, you know, of course it's where it should be because it is where it should be, Brandon. All of us chose where it should be and it, we divided by four and that's where it deserves to be. So if you enjoyed our review, you're a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five star review on iTunes. You can also find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. You can visit our website, the gentleman podcast.com, or if you want to reach out, you can do so at host with an S H O S T S at the gentleman podcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will be bringing you some more content as 2022 uh, closes. And then we will be revving up with season four uh, in hopefully the first few months of 2023. Uh, Eddie. I, I, was Brian Cotts in this movie? I missed it. If no, but wasn't. cinematographically, was this brain. movie was beautiful. <laughs> Uh, listeners, get ready for a little spooktacular season that we're going to be doing a couple of uh, scary movies going forward. So, you know, we got a lot of things up in the pipe. Doesn't that make sense? We got a lot of things coming up. So it's going to be fun times. Coming down the pipeline. Coming down, coming the, down pipeline. the pipeline. Pike, yeah. Coming up the, in pipeline the pipeline would be the, not what yeah. you want to have happen. Yeah, that's not what you want. Don't fucking listen to me. Okay, fuck. Clink, <laughs> <laughs> uh, clink, cheers, All right, guys. guys. Brandon, you think that was cheers, one of guys. our best? I really think that that one stood, up, <laughs> that stood apart from a lot of others. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that one. Definitely better than Halloween. Jesus Christ. Mm, Better than The Ring. (laughs) I'll give you that. I'll go better than both of those.